everyone and welcome to the Film Appreciation Podcast. I am Nick and I am joined by my co-hosts Isaac and Marlon. Um, this is of course our first episode of the podcast mm-hmm. and it's a pretty simple goal with this whole thing. Uh, we essentially just want to talk about movies, spread our love of, of cinema and hopefully encourage people to discover new things, broaden their horizons and maybe look at movies in a different way. Yeah, I mean that's about it really. But excited to get started, eh? Like, yeah. let's get into it, I guess. And I should say as well that the structure of the podcast, more or less, is going to be we're going to try and cover some movies that have just come out. Yeah. We're in Australia, so, you know. We get um, everything very late, very unfortunately, late. yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, you know, cover whatever's new and with the goal of not picking Marvel and, like, picking something normal. Don't even know what Marvel like a bit is different. at this point. So just so saturated but it's so saturated but like and that's the point is we yeah. want to try and show you guys some movies that are out at the moment that you could go see and support because we want to try and make sure that all kinds of movies are getting supported not just Disney mm-hmm. uh, more or less and then at the end of each episode we will talk about a movie that one of us have picked so um, of course you guys didn't know what we were doing this time <laughs> because we're starting but yeah. I picked a movie like off camera um and so we'll talk about that at the end of the episode, although you guys reading the title will know what that movie is. And then at the end of this episode, Marlon will be picking something. That's right. Yep. And Bowie after And then it's just continuous cycle from there. Continuous cycle. Till, till the universe ends. That's right. That's right, exactly. So anyway, I guess a good way for us to start today is with After Sun. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that's one of the first of the two like new movies that we're going to talk about today. Mm. Um, who wants to introduce After Sun? I um, guess Marlon. I feel like he got it. I guess I will, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. So After Sun was directed by Charlotte Wells, and it was actually her first feature-length film. Mm. And uh, it stars Paul Mescal as Callum and Frankie Corio as Sophie in her acting debut. Mm. Which she was did a great brilliant, job, yeah. Really uh, Callum as well, both like the whole yeah. character well, development. It was kind of yeah. crazy because Paul Mescal got an Oscar nomination even though the movie got like no other acknowledgement. He was brilliant I, though, I yeah. think he was very mature. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to talk a lot about him and his character. Yeah. He's, for yeah. me, that was kind of what made the movie. I agree, yeah. You know? Um, I think for me, personally, it was just so emotionally driven and you don't really get to see that in a film, something about a young dad. It's always mm. a young mum and just that new representation. Yeah. And I think Paul did just an amazing job off the bat. Yeah, yeah. And I found that just really interesting that, like, because, you know, we, we're in an age of a lot of female directors bringing a lot of feminine power to movies, and yet, she, like, Charlotte Wells started her movie, like, career off by making a movie about fathers. Yeah. And, like, fatherhood. Well, it's a very, very personal movie to her, apparently, like, in terms of her childhood and her relationship with her father. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can look at it, like, it's a very personal film that has beautiful messages I guess like you can't really say yeah. anything well, we're else we're going to break it down like, yeah. Sure. The, um, yeah look there's so many different themes um, obviously you've got Paul's the themes that are main to Paul which is the, the, the depression and the struggle of mm. early fatherhood or mm. feeling like you've come into being a parent too early but then on the flip side you've got Sophie and the themes associated with her coming Open of age, age yeah. and I think and I thought like just thought the coming of age like the little little moments of the coming of age story for Sophie were done like so well 
Like I n- remember mm. being really young and going on holidays and like talking to strangers or whatever. Cause parents, Especially like, like older people. Didn't, yeah. didn't want to deal with it at the yeah. time. And like, I love that scene where you remember that, like the kid um, on the bike. The, yeah. Yeah. That she what, was what's like, his name? I don't even know. No. He like that, introduces himself. Yeah. But like they ride bike, the bike arcade machine mm. or whatever. Yeah. And then they did that, like they kissed. Mm. And I thought that was so like simple yet so well done. Mm. Like insanely well done. Yeah. Like yeah. just saying, I like you, I like you too. Like I remember that in primary school, like that kind of embarrassing <laughs> yeah. type thing. Of, of course. The one thing to me that stood out was everything just felt so realistic. And mm. I think mm. that's becoming the simplicity of the characters in their interactions. It felt like you were a part of it. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think one thing that helped with that was the home style recording. Mm, it's I definitely think, non-traditional yeah. filmmaking. Yeah, but it was sure. Like that camera that uh, Callum and Sophie brought around with them it made me feel like... Especially, I, I think, and then when you interti- intertwine that with like, obviously because it's her memory. Yeah. You get that amazing feeling of like, sort of uh, like how different reality might be to what she was like as a kid and now you're getting her new outlook as a what 30 year old now yeah like a fully grown yeah, adult. yeah yeah and i like and that this may be a hot take or something but i personally like i really liked the movie but for me i actually didn't like the flash forwards i kind of thought oh, it was really a little un- i kind of thought it was a little unnecessary yeah they kind of come at times when you're not even expecting it maybe either because the thing is is i liked like it was so simple the mm. whole movie yeah so simple and like especially the Ka- Callum's character like his depression or whatever was so it was shown and it's almost told. yes and it's almost like underplayed where it's like yeah you see like for example when when the the goggles go down you know yeah. in the ocean and it's sort when of like scuba diving it's not like he's openly like, oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, and the, and it's how, just so... how he delivered those lines, like when he said, um, oh, I can't believe I've even made it to 30. Yeah. There's yeah. no way I'm making it to 40. Mm. I remember like sitting there in the theater going, what the... Yeah. Like... <laughs> and look, I, I'd imagine it would be very different watching it in a theater to at home on my laptop. Oh, like, yeah. Distractions and all. Yeah. But just, I felt like I was with them on their holiday. Yeah. For much of the Yeah. Day. I will say that at times it did lose me I won't, yeah, I won't I say I like I don't know necessarily why but I definitely think there were times it took, where it, I think just for me like it took me a while to get into it mm. and then I kind I agree of with that too, was yeah. really into it and then I kind of it lost me again at yeah. the end Yeah, and that's why like I wanted to kind of address the flash forwards kind of thing that lost you it kind of lost me yeah, because I didn't I was I, I was, get that I yeah. was watching it and I was super into the story and like their emotions whatever and then every now and then they'd cut to this like I guess it was a party or something and yeah. I didn't I had no the, idea what I was looking at I was uh, like what is this so what in, was that initially I, I thought it was Paul having a flashback to his mm. partner oh. so Sophie's mum that's what I first thought it was but the actress all the actress of Sophie is the one yeah it's yeah. actually yeah. the older actress it's, of Sophie yeah so she's meeting him on a dance floor from his past is how I know yeah it's some sort of like I don't know it's like her meeting him in like sort of like her memory of him yeah because obviously like we don't know how or what happened but at the yeah. end of it Paul is no longer a part of her life yeah mm. that's very much I think a fact yeah. we can agree on and what did, what did we actually interpret like you see in the flash forwards you see like well not the endings per se I do want to talk about the ending because the ending like the very end is very art house Mm. I loved Mm. it but Mm. like yeah we get on to that but like he's 
you see the whole scene throughout the movie and she's like trying to from what I saw I was like she's trying to approach him at a party mm-hmm. or something along those lines like a disco yeah and then you see mm-hmm. she like grabs him and then he falls like you see him kind of go backwards a bit yeah mm-hmm. and I was like what's happening what is that and then of course at the very end he leaves her at the airport and yeah. walks back yeah that was... and I was going and like into the Maybe, party I, think I was going what does that mean Perhaps it was like the last time they ever saw each other at the airport. Well, yeah, like I, th- I think that would be the yeah, case. Yeah, so it's sort of but like, and that was the thing. I was thinking, you know, maybe, like, because clearly the flash forwards were had this sort of aura of doom and gloom. Yeah, like I think that's sort of sh- to show, like, now that she's where her father was, she sort of experienced the same sort of darker side to yeah. life. Yeah, it's like it's bringing this sort of it's very foreboding, and mm. then. Uh, it's intense, isn't it? Yeah, it's intense, like, and you're kind of you're sitting there, and you're like, "What is happening?" And you don't. I didn't want to keep seeing those scenes, partially because I didn't really know what was happening. Yeah, but kind of because it was intense, and I was enjoying more of the the, the loving, yeah, I get the it. loving I, kind of moments. I, I agree, you know? yeah. And then, and then that's why the ending. I was kind of like, "Damn, that is dark," because he walked back, and then he opens, and you see like it was very subtle, but you yeah. saw the party esque thing, mm-hmm. and I went, "Oh my god!" Like that's the next time maybe they saw each other and yeah mm. well he was still fighting his demons till the end you can just tell mm. um, yeah I think uh, one of the things I really liked was the nighttime wave scene mm. so where Sophie's out out and about mm. and you see uh, Callum walk to the beach into the darkness into the darkness mm. and the, the score the waves they just slowly get louder and louder mm. And it just ended up swelling into this huge, loud, thumping wave sound. And I was like, if that isn't a representation of the overwhelming feeling of sadness and depression mm-hmm. and that you're not good enough, which is what Callum's feeling for the majority of the film. Mm. Like, I don't know what is. Mm. I just loved it. But that's why I just thought it was so, like, interestingly written because it was so understated. There was never, like, a scene, really, where Sophie and Callum had some sort of big, dramatic argument. Well, I think there's the other thing as well. Yeah, they were very... A loving relationship yeah. yeah I think there's even a part in the movie where they sort of like make fun of like a kid having like a tantrum or something I yeah. can't remember if that happens though that well, could I be remember they like threw shit at the yeah, the yeah. people doing the I was like Elvis and then they were, yeah, and they were <laughs> well the one thing um, I noticed as well not noticed but on the topic of them being so close is people asking them like how old's your younger sister Mm. Oh, that's yeah. how close yeah, their mom was. That yeah, other how they acted together they were too. Yeah. Siblings. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think as well, it also shows how young he is, especially when he had testament to how well he's done. Yeah. If outside people. Well, the thing is, he's a, despite all his uh, mental health problems, he's a very good father. Yeah. It's just yeah. so sad that he doesn't yeah. see it like I think, we do from the outside. I think in the end, though, like you see, like his mental health is ultimately gonna stop him from being the father he wants to be yeah because for example like um he encourages sophie to be very open with him like oh tell me what drugs you do tell me all this stuff mm-hmm. but he won't do the same with her that was my favorite scene and i actually i wrote it here like mm. that scene where and i wasn't like the 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 style of using the um camera video camera or whatever i yeah. thought that was interesting but mm-hmm. i didn't like it didn't hold any sort of emotional resonance i didn't think it was like interestingly done mm. until she she asks him oh what what were you doing at 11 yeah 
and he talks about like he gets her to turn it off and then you see it like the scene in a reflection of the TV mm-hmm. and um, he's talking about how when he was 11 his mum like his parents forgot his birthday yeah and, that he, was... and he told and he told his mum it's my birthday and she got angry and I maybe she hit him I don't exactly remember like or something and then like took him angrily to the toy store yeah and I thought that was such a powerful thing could you imagine I was so time? like could you oh, imagine having that experience though oh dude yeah. it would be like, heartbreaking yeah I mean it shows you I guess that it doesn't just start like out of nowhere having mental health problems it's sort of something that so that's what made it that's what that's why I was so like the like, Callum is by far my favourite character mm. and I so sympathised with him because he was doing a good job as a dad even mm. though he had so much shit wrong with him clearly depression mm-hmm. and they talk about a lot and there's a lot of scenes of like his financial troubles and whatever yeah uh, yet he's still doing his best I think he's doing his best because of that scene where he's talking about how clearly shitty his parents were to him mm. yeah he doesn't want his daughter yeah. to feel that way which no. often is the like opposite that happens yeah you know? but I think on that scene it like really warmed my heart afterwards when Sophie wished him a happy birthday mm. right early on his actual birthday yeah. Like, just mm. knowing that he's had those past conflicts with this day and seeing his daughter obviously understand that at 11 mm. and, you know, wish him a happy birthday. It was just so fulfilling to watch. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. And it made me, like, look at my family a little bit. And, um, I don't know, just in a general sense, I've got along a lot better with them after watching, you know, just how other families interact and how people think. Yeah, and I think the I think that's actually one of the big messages of the movie is the fact that like, because um, when you're a kid, you know, you kind of I I from my experience I kind of idolized my parents. I thought they I think were that's like, a, I thought yeah. they were absolutely like perfect superhero yeah. kind of. I think people, that's a, like a very normal thing. You know? yeah, and definitely. I think part of maturity is realizing not that your parents are bad or anything, but understanding that they are human. flawed yeah. and they have yeah. their own problems. And, yeah. like, when you're a kid, your parents never, like, talk to you about their problems, which is exactly what That's, you see in the movie. Yeah, well, again, yeah, it's like, like you don't even know they have they problems. They so care about but what's then again, wrong with you. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, like, Sophie's sort of, like, when, with the goggles thing again, she's like, oh, like, I know you have problems with money or whatever. Like, she yeah. wants to be a part of his life as well. And mm, he sort yeah. of still, like, shuts her down, you know. Well, she's I think it's, kid, I know? think for, for her, I mean, she's at that point, like, she'd, is at 11 sort so of becoming, be getting close coming, to becoming a conscious post, human post yeah. puberty like getting to that age you yeah. know where she's starting to understand her own emotions <laughs> and whatever and like although he does his best I think it was pretty like unescapable how upset he was yeah and he's got like yeah. no money no friends yeah. and like his whole world is her mm. which you know well it's pretty full on having a kid and losing a partner in terms of a breakup mm. or by the time you're on the what is he 31 31 yeah, they okay. said he'd like just gone into his 30s yeah so early 30s that's mm. like I don't know any statistics but that sounds like it wouldn't happen that much no. um, I don't know and um, yeah it was just there were so many little things that made this film like just all the there were so many scene establishing shots like setting establishing shots where it was just a long slow take of a lot of like pretty the, much they had a lot of shots with like the sky and like the water yeah. which I think they both definitely have got to be major symbols mm-hmm. in the movie I think it's interesting the way, the way they shoot the water when you're f- looking from the perspective of Sophie mm. is a lot brighter it's a lot no, more optimistic the, almost like, whereas the, thing, like the, 
the use of perspective in the movie yeah. I was done so well yeah and like there's so many scenes like especially when they're in the room yeah and like in the there was that scene where he was like next door and something was going on with his cast like he tried to get it off and it was mm. bleeding everywhere mm, yeah. that's and such a good even, shot where it's like yeah yeah and she couldn't but like you're you as the audience are sorry for you because you can't really tell what he's doing because mm. when they show him like only in the shot it's like super zoomed in mm. and you can't really see what's going on yeah. and mm. it was like it was so interesting like the way she did it i, I mean thought, they used mirrors a fair bit too in the room yeah to sort of show the angle of like well this is going on for so this is what sophie's seeing but then you can in the background see what's happening with callum mm. and it's him having a break trying to recollect himself because mm. you know he's trying so hard and still feeling worthless and it was just it was upsetting it really was mm. to, to watch what did you guys think of like symbol or whatever it kind of meant to the story about the carpet you know how he, yeah, he well, went to the store and it was like oh you can't buy this it's way too expensive and she like told him you have money problems and then he went back there is I it, think right is it a the symbol of, of his just maybe his love for her and how that almost is actually continuing his mental health problems yeah because it's yeah. he's neglecting that and you know focusing on her yeah her well it's clearly like maybe it's almost a comment on parenting as a whole where like when you become a parent, the kid becomes your life. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and sort of... That's tra- like, that's kind of the tragedy of his yeah. character. It's yeah. The more he tries to help her, the worse he, he gets becomes. himself. Yeah. You know? You know, obviously, Persian rugs are supposed to, like, tell a story. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they did say. Though. Yeah, what do you reckon that rug specifically even is? Because I wonder if I they, like, I wonder if they actually went into the movie was... with that, like, having that developed and fleshed out. Well, like... You see the rug, and the rug is kind of like this dark, like it's black in the middle, mm, yeah. and it almost took the shape of a person. Because you see that scene where he lies down, and he's like, got yeah, the rug that's right. Yeah, the yeah. rug surrounding him, and then on the outside, you get kind of a variety of different colors. Mm. And I was kind of thinking, like, like when he laid down, I was like, that's almost him. And that's he's kind of got this. That's a good interpretation. He's in a void almost, and then in the beside him is everything else yeah. and, I've, and I'm pretty sure the colours actually got brighter the further away it went from the centre of the carpet which okay, is yeah, I can't remember it in that makes sense yeah, yeah but, well I did see it like I don't know a, less than a week ago yeah so I watched it two or three weeks ago now yeah. but I remember if, if that's your interpretation that does tie in with the nightclub scene again oh, like right. the, the flash forward I think we've established it is to uh, with Sophie like just the darkness the overwhelming consuming feeling he's getting if that's your take on the rug and its symbolism, mm. I think there's so many other little times we can see that, and that's how he's feeling. The wave scene again, the nightclub, it's all just this dark nothingness, and it's just an articulation of his state of mind, unfortunately. And I think that's, it's interesting to think about the movie, like, if you've got, like, if, if we're, because Charlotte Wells or whatever said that it's a personal film to her, mm. and you could probably assume that uh, Sophie is her in a way like yeah I wonder how they how she kind of, approached it that yeah. must be kind of what she's thinking or maybe at least to some degree yeah and I would say the movie is from Sophie's perspective and like yeah it yeah, has yeah, that coming of, of her, like, it has to be like with the memory. ending and stuff yeah, but it has that coming of age element but yet I feel like the actual point of the movie is Callum it's not Sophie 
I feel like the actual I think meat, I, the meat of the, the film, messages like behind what it. What yeah. you're supposed to take from it is more of a thing about parenting, not about being a kid. Yeah, mm. for sure. Well, maybe it's, it ties in a bit as well, though. Like, sort of when you're a kid, sort of thinking about how when you're a kid, your perspective on your parents and their problems is going to be different to when you've actually mature and you understand them. Then you might have yeah experienced. So it's sort of as well. I think looking, it's sort of uh, what's the word? I guess nostalgic in a way for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. but yeah, I think that yeah. is also in there. But definitely as well about. But that's what, that's why I wasn't her. hot on the the flash forwards because I didn't take anything from her. You just didn't really think they were necessary no, to I, get like, the message. Like I understood maybe the the idea that the movie's about like how you would view your parents or your life as a kid versus being an adult, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's clearly like you mm-hmm. see that she's sitting yeah. and watching the tapes at the end or whatever mm. but like you don't she doesn't say anything you don't get you don't get anything from her and then you mm. have the that nightclub scene in the future with her dad and whatever where he falls and but I found that too vague I didn't really understand what they were supposed to like what yeah, I was I wonder supposed if, to get from it see I wonder though if, if she's sort of gone on with the idea of oh I'm going to make it vague on purpose and mm. one of the, or if it was just but I, think it was, I just thought it was too vague Again, I mean, and it's her first film. Maybe we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. And it's for just my personal, like, I liked the movie and stuff. But I feel like either you make the whole movie with no flash forwards. Yeah. And you can just kind of have yeah. this experience. Because Needs you still be understand that the kid, like, Sophie understood that, you know, her dad isn't as good or as, like, well as she thinks he is. Yeah. Um, or you have the flash forwards as well, but we need a bit more time with older Sophie so we can understand yeah you like what she actually thinks yeah because yeah. I kind of like I wonder if that was ever in the script at any point mm. it would be interesting I feel yeah. like there probably would be different versions yeah because as I said I kind of took me a while to get into it because it is like a non-traditional style mm-hmm. but then I I was into it and I was wrapped up in all the emotions and then the ending left me really cold and I didn't I didn't really think like I've, I know that some reviews I've read like they cried at the end I was like yeah, I was cold what a shame. for me though yeah. I think yeah. I just didn't it just didn't even work. I don't think the movie necessarily emotionally, emotionally connected to me at all really throughout sure. it but I still felt like I could understand you know but yeah, yeah that's why even for me like the ending didn't hit like yeah but I still thought you know I felt like it was like for it, for the emotion to hit it shouldn't have taken any sort of art house approach yeah it kind of needed to be a bit more straightforward and unless you're like david lynch you know trying to pull out like the, 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 the unconscious into it or some shit the thing, like, like, do 95 most of the are. movie is super normal yeah it's, it's a normal like, just and a normal movie so, and then it's, and it's just, just got these like up. sprinkles of this art house thing and i was like why well maybe the flash board if it is in a nightclub and if he does fall backwards like could be that on the nose that he the reason he's no longer in our life is he died of a drug overdose or something like that. I think it is implied that he committed suicide, but... Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just... See, so like, then you can just start getting into But even that's kind of ambiguous. I mean, I think it's pretty... Yeah. Like, it it still leads you there, yeah. I think. But then you just start getting into, like, is that whole scene just a metaphor for her trying to reach out to him once yeah. she became an adult and, like, he, he died or yeah. whatever it was. Like, lusting for something you can only yeah you know. so then you're replaying all the footage well, lusting is a funny word to use when it's well <laughs> a father and daughter no I get it I get it yeah <laughs> when you want something so bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and that's why she goes and reviews all the footage because she misses him so much. Yeah, but, but then at the end, well, of I wonder. I wonder if it's like this is her reflecting, and she hasn't reflected on it in a while. If it's like, a or ever, if it's a constant, yeah. like. Um, I guess the other thing that confused me is, obviously, she has a daughter of her own or a child. Yeah, of her own. Yeah, and she is she a surrogate mother or um, an adopted child? Because doesn't she roll out of bed with another woman? Yeah, she was a lesbian. Yeah. Mm. So it's just or maybe she could have just I mean being 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 bisexual. Yeah, exactly. Had a, just, had a kid when like she was yeah. like had a kid with the kid on the block. It just shows <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah, they stay together. <laughs> a, yeah. Their final destination. She's secretly the villain. She's had an affair with the kid on the bike. Yeah. That's like the whole movie, you're just supposed to sympathise with the kid on the bike. But yeah, I guess that sort of um, tied in with me being a little bit confused at the end was like, well, okay, you've got this really conventional but not really shown in cinema of a father-daughter relationship mm. and then you've got the, I wouldn't say unconventional, but the the difference of the two same-sex parents, yeah. perhaps. Mm. But again, it's left so ambiguous, it's only shown once. You yeah. can't really make your mind up and about that, what's going on. That could have been another interesting thing if like, they referenced how maybe Sophie also isn't a great mum. Mm. You know, she's kind of followed, yeah. like she's also kind of messed up like Callum was. Yeah. But again, they I, don't, they I, don't I agree with you that they just don't really... It's just not enough. Yeah. You know, like, I, I was with it for a while, as I said, and I was getting what most of the movie's trying to say, but then the ending clearly had something else to say, mm. and I was not... Like, you could interpret it so many different ways. Yeah, but you just left confused. But, yeah, I was yeah. left kind of going, oh, that's that's it. Yeah, for some movies, I think it works, where it's, like, so many oh, interpretations, but I think for a movie like this, where, where it's... Where it is on the nose. It's sort of not trying to but be I think, anything too, yeah. too different. I think it works yeah. when the movie is not telling a particularly emotional mm. story that's why like lynch movies are so yeah. awesome because they're not about any emotions or anything it's just kind of stuff yeah. that you're seeing that's and happening like, and, yeah. you know it, and it's interesting but there's no sort of emotional like oh you're really supposed to care about you know the main guy in a razor head you're just kind of looking at him like this guy's crazy <laughs> like <laughs> i mean just throughout like the one thing for me it was it didn't really wow me at all mm. at any point like nothing was whoa this is yeah I think incredible I think, I think except that scene I mentioned where he talked about his past well I've got see, I've got I one was, I would say it was a good like it was a good scene but I wouldn't say it was like wow yeah see but the thing is I think I everything think that encapsulates the movie as a whole it wasn't wow I think everything is good I don't think there's yeah. much wrong and at all that's the thing because I I tried to go in with no expectations mm. as I tried I had no idea what I never about. watched a trailer yeah. I didn't know anything yeah. about it because like, I try not to do that anymore with movies yeah. but I did know how much critics loved it like so many critics that I like said it was the best movie of the year mm. of 2022 and I was kind of going <laughs> like I mean I can I, get, I can see clearly, clearly it must on. just hit people maybe more I think I think that's maybe what it is maybe if you're older as well you know, oh, 100%. Well, if you're a parent of... I wonder, like, I don't know how common yeah. the experience is either. So, like, if I, it's something that a lot of people can connect to, then obviously it's going to be emotional. Yeah. But if you have no connection to it, it's sort of just like, yeah. this is a good movie. But <laughs> it's whatever. It's not, ama- it's not calling out yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that did, I guess, call out to me in the sense is, like, all the times 
I've seen my parents upset, which makes me more grateful to have them in my life. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like yeah. makes me appreciate mm. their presence. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's the main thing I took out of it is there's the message of keep going if not for you for others in your life. Mm. Something which Callum actively struggles with. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's like only thing that's keeping him there is his build up. Yeah. That's also as you said earlier, pushing him further away. Mm. Um, and then the other thing, uh, and it's one scene I really want to talk about. I'm trying to figure out whether it was the very end or just before. But it's when Queen starts playing. Oh, it was and great. I thought that was the best the scene in the film so for me. Good. Yeah, just yeah. throughout the music was good. But this is our last dance. This is our last dance. This is oh, ourselves. Yeah, lyrics, yeah. And yeah. Sophie loses Callum yeah. in that nightclub. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, okay, that was my that's favorite very scene, those, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Is there what other lyrics do they have going? Um, I think that at the end is that's the only part they oh, sing. Okay. But it, yeah, it's very unknown. Mm, yeah. This is it, right? Mm. And it was because it was like the dark ambient lighting. I love Queen as an artist, and mm. it all mixed together. I was like, whoa. So mm. that's the only really thing that stood out as amazing in the film. Mm. You, it was the, what were you like when you were 11? Yeah, For I just me, thought, it was I just that, thought that was there. so, like, I, I think it worked so well because it was so understated. Mm. And I remember I was watching it, and like that happened, I went, like that's that's rough mm. like and that's and the reason why it's so rough is because it's not like oh you know my dad flogged me with a belt or something so, you know, something <laughs> yeah. really extreme Which, where yeah. you kind of go oh wow yeah. but it was like emotional abuse mm. you know like it's the kid's birthday i remember being like 10 i would be up at two in the morning yeah you can't my sleep you can't sleep it's your I'm, birthday. Like, I'm getting presents i'm getting cake yeah. You know, can't relate, Isaac. Can you imagine, like, oh, you get up and your your parents are like, oh, it's your birthday, and they get angry at you for like yeah, saying to them, oh, it's you know, it's my birthday. Mm. I just thought Especially this was so good, like at that age. So, yeah, yeah. When you get older, it's like sometimes it's you know, my birthday. Yeah. It's, it's it's my birthday, but it's not like it's no. my fucking birthday. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like now. I look forward to my birthday. I'm like, oh yeah, you know. When, when you're a kid, though, it's like the be all end all. You know, yeah. there's, there's two days you you were looking forward to: Christmas, your birthday, and Christmas. Yeah, that's it. I may, it may be Easter because who doesn't chocolate. love chocolate as oh. a kid? But because yeah. when you yeah, because when you're a kid, you can't get a job, mm. and so you're like, I need presents. And this is this stuff. I need once this you get older, if you become you consumer you way before you can even yeah. process it. Yeah. <laughs> on the uh, on the note of Easter, surely Hop Three comes out soon. Is that a thing? There wasn't even a hop two. I swear there's a hop two. Oh, it's cap. Nah, I'd love to watch another one of those films. What are the good Easter movies, even? Are there any good ones? I'm trying to think. Because Easter is, yeah, coming up quite soon. Yeah. Easter? Easter movies. I remember, do you remember that movie Rise of the Guardians? Yeah. It's got the Easter bunny in it. I know that's not an Easter movie, but I just remember that. Hang on. I'm trying to remember that. I feel like I know the name. It's got like Jack Frost. In oh, it. The, the animated. Animated. Yeah, I watched it yeah, recently yeah, with my with, brother. With the salmon. Yeah. That is. That was a childhood classic. I yeah, love that. Classic. Yeah. But just like. I don't really think there are many Easter movies. To be yeah, I don't know. There's, there's obviously, uh, Hop Hop. But I love Hop. See, I've never, I, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, I'm not joking. I've never seen oh. Hop. I, I saw the poster when I was a kid, and I thought it looked like shit. <laughs> well, when you watch it now, I know. But yeah. <laughs> it's just. And it's weird. No, it's, like, it's, it's a cinematic masterpiece. I mean, it's, it's just a strange thought that there's not many Easter movies. No. Well, well I wonder what, what, what is there to really... Yeah, but it's what, a huge target that? audience. Kids, and as we said, it's Christmas, but well, What are you going to do... Do you like the Easter Bunny steals Christmas? Ooh. That's the thing. Like, what are you going to do in an You're Easter movie? You're entering a different level of, like, cinema here. Yeah, we, it's like a... a multiverse. It's a multiverse <laughs> of holidays. What are you... 
like, what are you going to do in a movie about Easter? Oh, there's Freddy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's Freddy. He wants to eat chocolate and he can't because he's lactose intolerant. Or <laughs> you, what is that movie? Hey, Christian, if you're listening. Yeah. And shoots the Easter Bunny and then Easter's cancelled and like you have to have some filling, you know? Uh, that would be cool. If the Easter Bunny got killed and yeah. you had to like dress up as the Easter Bunny and finish it. Isn't that the plot of a movie? Like, it's the Christmas movie. I swear to God, there's a movie where like oh, Santa, like, every Santa, Santa gets movie. killed. No, and has to so be Santa. That's so many. Of yeah, on another note, Christmas movies are oversaturated. Yeah, you get a bit of love. There's for Easter. so many Christmas. Yeah, I reckon but Easter movie just do a Christmas movie, but Easter. But that's the big. Exactly. Thing, but that's the big thing though. Is like Christmas has themes of like oh family. Mm. One of the themes of Easter, eat chocolate. There's no themes. Because yeah, because again, no unless, you're, unless, unless you're unless you're religious. Yeah, unless you're religious. Yeah. In which yeah. case, if you want an Easter movie, watch Passion of the Christ. Like watch, <laughs> watch like yeah. that's an Easter. Or the movie. Last Tempt. Yeah. Yeah, the Last Temptation yeah. of Christ. Watch something like that. You know, that's your Easter movie. Mm. We were talking about After Sun. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that was my fault. Went on a bit of a tangent there. Should we Should we go on? I reckon. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll give our ratings first. first. Yeah. So, uh, would you like to start, Nick? Yeah, you go first. Uh, I'm gonna give After Sun a seven out of ten. Mm. I'm the same, so I'm giving it a seven. And uh, I'm giving it an eight. Oh. So that's I mean, yeah. yeah, well, as we said, it was solid. Yeah. And it had a lot of great mm-hmm. moments, and there were just bits, you know, just undercut. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It yeah. was, if those, th- if that main issue was fixed for me, it would have been like a nine. But, yeah. yeah. I think I really struggled with placing it anywhere on that scale of a, a seven to a nine. Yeah. And I think when you've got the sort of thoughts of both, I'm very happy with it sitting in an eight. Yeah. But I, I do disagree with that 8.6 average on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's got, Wait, what high, is it? it's got a high It's average. a 4.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think that How many people have watched it? Follow our Letterboxd, guys. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, yeah. our personal ones as well. I don't even know what the, uh, the ad is, but it'll no. be on like the YouTube. It's, yeah. yeah of we'll put it in the link. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I did look at that and I thought, that is a little bit high at least. Yeah, 4.3. It's like in the top 100. That's, that is top actually interesting. Time. Yeah. You know? See, the thing is, there's so many movies that get in there and then start and then just disappear. You know, for like is Puss in Boots still in there? Dude, it's like 90. Dude, I can't. That is so, so, so I need to that's, see that. That's, that's actually a really good movie. I haven't so seen Puss like, in Boots. That is exactly yeah. what a kid's movie should be. Yeah, definitely. That movie was oh, badass. Yeah. There's this, I'll, I'll there's this it, part, like, I'm not going to spoil, but this, there's this wolf. He's and everyone everyone knows this bad wolf. Character this wolf is like the Winter Soldier. He just shows up so randomly and, like, he's unstoppable. I won't spoil who he yeah. actually is because yeah. like he, okay. he is yeah. a person. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's, it's just bad. It's, it's so good. good. And it's so it's funny too. Like yeah. it's, oh, it's, it's great. genuinely hilarious. But awesome. I'm a big defender of Puss in Boots One. That's like one of the that I have to, is one I have of the to rewatch classes. it actually. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch that before I watch like, Boots Two. When yeah. I was a little kid, that was the coolest movie. Mm. Like I watched that more than Shrek. I know that's like controversial, but you know you're joking. See, I feel like I feel like you watch Shrek so much because it's just played at any like school. Oh yeah. I've been to parties and Shrek's been on the TV. Jesus. Like it is everywhere. <laughs> Shrek there. is everywhere. Oh, um, Shrek is what is it? Shrek is life. Shrek is what that, what well, I think they're doing Shrek Five. Oh for sure. And the only reason I think that is because Puss in Boots Two did like insanely well. Yeah. Okay. Surely they pick like what if they did like a donkey movie, bro? Well, that's what Eddie Murphy said. It was bullshit that Puss in Boots has got movies and Donkey hasn't. Like, Dude, a donkey movie, movie would be so good. It's just like him, him on like just like a journey. Yeah. And he's great. I gotta watch more of his movies. There's well, a couple I've got of, on my watch list. Of DreamWorks, I know they're doing like it's confirmed Kung Fu Panda three. Oh, which wait, is you mean sorry, four, 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 yeah, four. And I'm so hyped for that. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda is actually like look the first one is my go to like don't know what to watch. I'm watching. No Kung man, Panda. number two. 
Three fell off. Number two is my favourite. Yeah, three did fall off. Three I did so hopefully three. four. You yeah. can't go wrong with Jack Black. You know what? You know what's? You know yeah, what's good so to do? How to Train Dragon. Oh, it slaps. Yeah, it's a classic. So, and same. How to Train Dragon two slaps. Yeah. Three boring. Yeah. It was yeah. so like uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. They literally fumbled the third. Sequels, sequels all, no sequels. Always the best. Slap, third one sucks. Three was sequels the year of always one, right? the best, man. Europe sucks. Uh, except for Attack sucks. of the Clones. <laughs> I can. <laughs> oh, and I mean, I mean, it's like in a lot of people last year. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Those those movies are just that's like a whole that could be a whole episode. Just maybe one day, everybody. The Star Wars specials. Anyway, we have gone a bit of a tangent here. Should we get on to Darren Aronofsky's? The whale. The whale. So who introduced Aftersun? Marlon. Yeah, I believe I did. Right. Do you want to? You want to? Yeah, because I'll, I'll introduce. You want to do? Okay. <laughs> so the whale. Um, uh, it was written and directed by Darren. No, it was just directed by Darren Aronofsky. It was okay. written by the guy. It's based on a play, I think. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, that I'm pretty sure. That was interesting, actually. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that. But um, yeah, it's by him, and this guy did the play. I forget his name. And we got uh, Brendan Fraser, which is like the big part of the mm-hmm. movie, is he plays this obese man <laughs> yeah. called Charlie. Mm-hmm. And you also got Sadie Sink, who plays his daughter, and... Ellie, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Ellie. Ellie. And um, I'm pretty sure her name is Hong Chow, I think. I'm, if, did Be I careful. Get it, did I get it wrong? I don't know. I think so. Be careful. If I, I swear, I heard yeah, that. Racism intended. There yeah, was no, exactly. no, seriously. I, heard, like I swear that. I heard her name is like something like that. Yeah. She's been in a couple of films. Well, what did we say? She was. Oh, she's in the she, menu. Yeah. yeah, the menu. Yeah. yeah. She, it, I, I liked her in the menu. If I yeah. got her name, I apologize. I just, that is legit what I thought it yeah. was. I know this is another tangent, but did you <laughs> like the menu? No. See, I liked the menu. I, no, I liked I it too. I did like it. No, I didn't think it was bad. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> I, I kind of I, it started and I was like this is bad and then I it kind of won me over at the end I don't think it was great but this is the thing though it's like I don't, know, I really enjoyed it. I don't of, think it was they again, went with this like great horror psychedelic kind of mood because the whole movie oh, is like this thing it, about service it kind of gives like a really like tame midsummer like when when they're like yeah, walking yeah. and they're like oh you can't go in the house but <laughs> my chef lives. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing like I like work in the service industry so you yeah like we all I do. do not. Well, you oh, don't. Partially. Kind of. Yeah. But like... You're like a pseudo... The whole... All the criticisms <laughs> in that movie, I totally get. But then they present them in a really kind of, I think, dumb way. See, this is the thing, though. I don't like, think it was I think so many, so many movies these days are like... Their criticisms are not actually that great. No, well, they don't even... Don't make sense. Well, um... What's the other one? Bloody... Uh, Triangle of Sadness. That movie was very fun, but its criticism is so service level that it's almost yeah. like it shouldn't have even bothered. It's like it's like a twi- they just copied and pasted a Twitter thread as their as their uh, inspiration. <laughs> What's funny, and this is this is interesting, is we are talking about the whale. Mm, that's right. right. That is right. Mm-hmm. And the whole criticism thing is really interesting because I do think the whale has obviously criticism in it. Yeah. And I found that so interesting. I actually, I wrote it here. Like, um, there's a whole thing nowadays, like being fat phobic mm. yep. and, and, um, presenting obesity in a negative way. Mm. And yet this movie definitely is not for obesity. Oh, it's, it's completely against it's it. like, it's the single well, thing that destroys him. 
like the character. I definitely I think that disagree is, with that. Wasn't Nick. there wasn't there people who complained about it like being fat phobic? Oh, of course there would be. Which well, is you complain about every movie. Yeah. I think I think it's not the sole reason for his downfall, as you said though. Or well, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, like physically, yes. But physically, I mean, yeah. There's yeah. so Defi- many other definitely things play. Like but fully... I mean, at the end of the day, like his fatness didn't cause him being fat. It was. Oh, yeah. No, he went through like emotional yeah. trauma and he became fat. Yeah. But like, what I mean is, you know, oh, eating what you want, whatever. Yeah, there's sort of, you know, that, uh, it's, that you idea can't agree with that, can you? No, and that was the thing. And I don't understand why it's sort of like, it's just so accepted. I mean, like, it's so strange to encourage that behavior. Mm. It's, it's almost just like encouraging negative behaviors. But that's the thing. In this, in like, we live in a super sensitive, mm. like, you have to be. World at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super sensitive world. You have to be PC. Yeah. You have to be. I couldn't believe that this movie got made. I was like, what? I wonder, this, I I wonder how long it took. Well, because it took, like, well, it no, did. It had been filming for a couple of years, had it not? Well, not filming, but even just getting the project. And, yeah. yeah, pre-production or whatever, and getting, the, getting it funded. Mm. But like I couldn't I actually couldn't believe it got funded. I was sitting there going, This movie is just painting is obese person in terms Yeah, I would say Marlon will, will back know. me up on this. I was eating like M and M's in like a yeah. chop top. And I'm watching I'm watching <laughs> this I'm watching this movie, I'm like, I can't eat these like, yeah, these. I'm this gonna is, throw up. And that's the so thing, bad. like some people uh, this was interesting. A lot of people said that like the scenes where he ate a lot of food was kind of comedic. Like people thought, I, I mean, found it disturbing. I guess well, you could get that. People, but I thought, was... people thought it was done in a really dumb, like obvious way, and I was like, no, I thought it was done yeah. in a scary way. Dude, when Bro gets the KFC bucket, dude, oh, the, I was reading. Oh, dude, that was so oh gross. my god. He Look, picked up the fucking thing. I'm, I'm not so gonna say it stopped me from eating my chalk top, because it because it didn't. <laughs> I love chalk tops. I'll get yeah, one in every oh. film, but it did make me like unsettled in my seat. Dude, I was which like, not many movies do. I was sitting there that, like, that I'll, I'll never eat fast food again. That right morning, I had eaten fried chicken. And then I watched him, like, and it was in, like, slow mo. He's yeah. eating this fried chicken, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Look, and honestly, that's a testament to Brendan Fraser mm. as an actor. Oh, he's, he was he's actually amazing. So good in this he was that's, really, that's, really good. That is essentially what the movie is like. It that's is why you watch it. I, I agree that. Just Kathy, watch it for Brendan Fraser. I must say. I think as well, what's her name? Um, Sadie Sinks was amazing too. Yeah, oh, I think her character, though, was written a bit. Interesting, yeah. a bit over the top. Yeah, yeah. Like when she's like, she's just so stereotypically like against everything, and I don't think anyone's that black and white. Yeah, I don't believe even if especially you, even if you didn't him. like your own dad, if you saw him in that way, and especially because he was being so nice to her. Yeah, yeah. there's just no way. It just seems someone like this unless you unless you're she's strange. She's straight up like a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. That can't feel. And empathy. isn't the point? They make the point that she's actually like. She's not that bad. She's trying to be nice. Yeah, but look, but the thing like, is, you guys are saying, like, I don't get how someone can act that way. But when we're introduced to his mum, her mum, Liz, mm. never seen a bigger bitch in a movie. Mm. Like, oh. how cruel... See, I also and, understood where she was coming from. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can. Her, I just don't... But, but then you ask why the daughter is the way she is. I think it's, I think it's very complicated. You know, oh, yeah. 100%. You I mean, definitely but, weren't supposed to straight up root for Charlie. Yeah. Oh no. So he yeah. done some bad shit. Like yeah. he just yeah. abandoned his family. Yeah, that's fucked up. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. that? You're like, no, fuck, fuck you guys. Like, yeah, all he's my out. Friend. Mm. He's out. And yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack. You talk about a complex family sort of thing in Arthur Sun. Wait till yeah. you get to the whale. Like, yeah. And like, that was the thing. Like, again, when I mentioned, I couldn't believe it got funded. Like, you got this guy. He's gay, and he's obese, and yet he's kind of a piece of shit. Mm. Like, he's kind of a piece of shit. And you aren't supposed to root for him at all, 
and he's like so incredibly flawed as a character which is why I liked it I bought into his character completely I actually I was, the, you were sympathetic to his situation yeah, and the, do feel the, bad. Yeah. the makeup was amazing oh yeah the like if, that, and if, stuff, the, if yeah. that does not win an Oscar that's coming yeah, up soon too isn't it yeah in like two weeks yeah no I won't win it Fat Fabio they can't <laughs> they can't rubbish what is the rubbish. thing yeah, they're, they're cancelled they're done if they do oh, no they have they to are. just not even acknowledge it well that's you know that's I honestly think Brendan Fraser because this was this movie's a big deal because he was kind of ousted from Hollywood mm. and, but like not well, that the fans wanted him ousted he just was when you mm. act in The Mummy come on guys no that's like you know he's got <laughs> this cult status and yeah, the whole thing it's is like, interesting how, how loved he is but the whole thing is they called it like the renaissance mm. the fact that he was coming <laughs> back to like acting and he'd done such a great job oh, yeah, if that nice. if that social thing wasn't attached to him I doubt he would have even got nominated for best actor mm. and, yeah. and, and Hollywood would have just barred the movie because it's like it is controversial for sure and I've seen a lot of people like really shit on it because they don't like kind of some of the ideas that have been thrown around. Yeah. But I think as well, I think you can watch a movie and not agree with whatever ideology it has and still be like, that was a good movie. Yeah. I think people, well, I think people refuse to have their ideas challenged. They're like, no, nah, yeah. not okay. I, um, but if, if you can't watch a normal movie and kind of hear criticisms for your values or whatever... And then, you know, you have to kick up a fuss. You're like, I can't believe they said this. Then you're, the reason you're probably upset is probably because it's right and you're wrong. If you if you actually have strong enough values, you should be able to be tested in some yeah, sort of way. And, yeah, challenge. Like if you exactly. if you believe in the whole, like, fat people shouldn't be criticised for what they do, which, I mean, if you have that opinion, you can have that opinion. Yeah. But if you can't just watch a movie where the movie doesn't agree with you and you have to kick up a storm, like, I think mm. that's on you. That's not on the movie. Yeah. That's on you. That's your own insecurities. You know. Yeah. Um, just quickly, I'd like to touch on two things throughout the whale that I did really like. Yeah. And that was the lack of different sets. Yeah, I wrote I that as well. I thought one, like, it, it really location. gets you in that very... Yeah. He's fucking trapped in this, this Exactly, box, yeah. It's a sort of isolation is one of the main mm. themes. But also it just... And it's about the only resemblance it has, but it reminded me of 12 Angry Men. Yes, and I love I wrote Twelve that Angry Men. Yes, I really that's do. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but like, but yeah, the one yeah. or two, three. So it's like the, there's the deck, mm. there's his living room, and sure, the camera angle changes, and then there's the there's literally the, the one the one shot at the start of um, Ellie getting off the bus. Yeah, which is mm. not in the apartment. Yeah, and I'm sure the, re- the partly the reason why that's the way it is is because it's based on a play. Mm, yeah, so which, which I don't know if this is something you guys noticed, but the blocking, yeah, you mentioned that very, too. very play like. Yeah, like yes. there's, there's the scene where the mum is talking and she's facing this way and he's sitting like there, and it's just so like, I don't, like it felt like I was watching a play. Almost. Honestly, I haven't seen a play. Nick and I were talking about this on the way here. Ever? Or like, did you not know did drama or anything back in oh, the I did, but do you think I paid attention no, to I the blocking, guess. Isaac? Yeah, yeah, I um, but well, no, because my mum was told me he'd never seen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on theater though. I, I feel like theater comes in Brisbane. I might go see. I don't like musical yeah, for the that. most part. Yeah. Like La La Land was like the first music set that. You haven't seen Singing in the Rain. But, um, oh, a security guard just walked past. Classic. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the other thing with that few few settings is there are also few characters. Mm. Like, mm. You look at the but cast. There's like seven people. It's incredible. 
But that's why I, I like that sort of thing. Yeah, because yeah, because really they good. can't rely on... No one can give a half-assed performance. Mm-hmm. Because if they're bad, then we'll be able to tell you're bad. Exactly. And that's why like, I think it was done really well. Because everyone's clearly like, we can't hide, we have to act like really well. Look, and it gives you the time to develop, I sort of guess, some sort of thought or emotion for the characters you're seeing. Mm. Like, hell, I felt really upset when the pizza man who'd been so kind and caring to Charlie yeah. through the door saw him He's yeah. the, and ran. Pizza man's the goat, bro. Like, but, like, <laughs> yeah. I get... You can I tell get, he, he actually cared, dude. Like, yeah, he cared, like, dude. But, you get But he cared until he saw it. But, okay, was it, like... Which is I don't know. Shit. Was it fear of, like... Oh, what the f- I've been giving this guy pizza. It would have to be both. Or is it like... It wasn't his guilt. Was he like, being, oh, damn, I've been killing yeah. this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought is... I don't know, maybe it's a bit of both. Yeah. It would have to be. Though. Well, if I, if I worked at Domino's and yeah. I served a man that was that largely obese, I'd A, not want to serve him again for his own health, but B, I'd kind of be scared. I mean, to be fair, he probably, he's probably that pizza place's, like, best customer. Yeah, that moment, though, where he's trying to have a heart attack, was so intense dude he's like in the pizza on the, oh, he got yeah, the whole yeah. pizza but on the topic of heart attacks that, going, that scene damn. at the start when he's fucking oh <laughs> masturbating masturbating that was, that was such a such a way to start I was like yeah like it just gets you like what the f- people talk about start with a bang because dude start with a heart attack point, my point about like you clearly don't sympathise with the guy yeah cause well, you see him and I'm like you're disgusting bro because he sits yeah. in it afterwards. Like, who does... Oh, yeah, he did. Dude, yeah. he can't. What is he going to do? And then, like, the he nurse walks in. Oh, yeah. Or, no, it wasn't the nurse. It was the um, missionary. Yeah, the it's missionary works first. in. Yeah, yeah. 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 As he's got the gay porn up and just... Missionary. Can you imagine that sight? Just, mm. As a missionary, bro. so intimidating. Yeah, especially as a Christian. God brought him there, bro. God did it. <laughs> and actually, that's the last point I had written here, is I wanted to mention... There's definitely a religious subtext. To the yeah, the Bible. Bible. throughout the I don't know anything about Aronofsky's. Well, no, he's a. I think he's. I think he is super Christian. Like he made Mother, which the whole thing is like an analogy for um, Mother Earth and God, like as the two main characters. Okay. And then like I've seen there's that movie, there's that religious Noah. subtext as well. The movie Noah is straight up just about yeah, Noah's okay. Ark. Yeah. You know. Um, He's clearly, but I was wondering, what did you guys, if anything, take any ideas, Christian ideas from? I don't know. I, I didn't really think about the religious side of it too much. I, well, I, um, obviously Moby Dick is a. Well, that's obviously not religious. Might, so. yeah, no, 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 but that's as I said. I didn't think about the religious side, but I will say, I think the whale isn't just referring to him as the whale. Mm. I think the whale is got to do with Moby Dick as well because if he like th- that essay that uh, Sadie Singh's character wrote whatever when she's like younger yeah, that he's like raised that, that idea about um, the boring parts of like the descriptions of the whale to distract you from the, the sad 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 story I think that is almost the thesis of the film because I I don't know if I said to Marlon when I, after we watched it there was that middle bit that act two was a bit boring at parts Slow, yeah. and I think that was definitely on purpose I think that was like some beautiful interwoven like storytelling and I think that did an amazing job of um, again just making it clear that his situation is and clearly a sad story there's definitely a like Christian symbolism because at the end 
Yeah, I hated that. I really didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I, okay, I don't know about all it that. It floats in the air like it's that angelic. Like, yeah, but I think I think that the, the symbolism of the only time it's light in the entire movie that was that. Awesome. I think that was really. Smart. Did you did you notice that? Was yes. it's when it was and, and always and it's when Sadisink is reading the. Uh, is the door open or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doors open. yeah I think even even when the door had been open, it was raining or it was nighttime, yeah. storming, and then yeah, as he's dying. That's when the light. Sadie or Ellie is reading her Well, essay. I wonder, does the light then represent that they've made up and it's like this, you know? Or is it like he's being freed from his fucking... I, I think that's just his emotions, yeah. yeah. But that whole thing, I can definitely understand why people would, like, criticise not being able to buy into it emotionally. Because mm. it's, like, totally unrealistic. It's just over he just, he just floats into the air. I think like, that somebody yeah. please just tell me next it. time they see a person that's dying. Just yeah, yeah. Dude, I'd be seeing that all and the also, time. And also, like, <laughs> but like them sitting there going, "Oh, he's dying." It's like that's not how heart attacks work. Mm. You can't just you can't just sit there and be like, "My favorite thing I'm though is like now. this guy was so resolute on giving his money to to uh, his daughter instead of fucking getting hospital like health yeah. insurance and well, shit." That, Isn't that fucked though? That America is like, "No, I'm not going to go to the hospital because if it I go, too I got much. no money." Yeah, like that's fun. well. I think it's sad though because like he's got himself into this position where he doesn't want to live mm. and yeah would you want to live like that no but well, clearly clearly he doesn't as, yeah. as the nurse makes out though it isn't the end of the road for him if he doesn't want it to be mm. right yeah. and I think it's like as you said uh, Nick with the, the Christian things um, at, at the end when he does die I really just don't like it because the whole movie's built up this thing where he refuses and refutes God and Christianity mm because of what happened to his partner, which is, let's all agree here, the predominant reason for his health mm. yeah. is the, the, his partner's suicide. Yeah. And so when he ascends with this bright white light, obviously there's the two meanings at least of the, okay, he's freed himself, he's happy. Yeah. Mm. And then there's the religious aspect of he's going to heaven. Mm. I just really didn't like it. Well, why, why I, would you do that? Not, again, yeah. uh, not to that point, yeah. but... I think what Darren Ar- Aronofsky does well in every movie I've watched is he really fucking gets you into it like sort of in that headspace of fuck and hell like Pi I don't think you guys have seen Pi I was watching Pi I didn't necessarily think it was the most amazing movie ever but I was stressed as fuck bro watching that shit like you get into mm. it Requiem for a Dream bro that's like so is that, that that's is the, the most stressed darkest movie. movies I've ever I'm watching seen. that shit I'm like I, I only watched that the ending of that is so fucking I only watched way, that like, again, recently was Requiem for a Dream yeah, I did. I didn't directed it. Yeah, it was but so there were some really depressing themes just throughout that as well. And it, they transfer over to He likes here. depressing themes, doesn't he? Because there's the substance abuse of this film as well. Yeah, like not just from him, but from Ellie. Oh, I so love, I love like the, the yeah. pot smoking the, scene. The guy with the the missionary is like, Shh, that's my favorite. So yeah. smoke some. Just classic white. Yeah, white one sh- thing like, of course, man. <laughs> I'm always smoking dope. As much of a serious film as it as this is there are some great laughs to be had yeah. I think it's funny Ellie walking around taking photos yeah what everything <laughs> what does that mean but at the same see, time see, the start off with like they had great chemistry the Brendan Fraser and his daughter yeah. Sadie Sink yeah, yeah. I think do. but that's why like, I, I couldn't not help but laugh because we like start off and we see him as this sort of disgusting mm. kind of character mm. we and then he becomes a human bro. Yeah. we kind of talked about it and then 
she comes in and proceeds to just roast the fuck yeah. out of him. Yeah, and it's just like, you're, you're fucking disgusting. <laughs> could, you just imagine, like, could you imagine you had a daughter and she just started fucking going, you're a fucking... I weird. hope you die. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was just, just, like, just fucking die already. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then it's like, write, write me my essay, bitch. And he's yeah. like, what the fuck? It's one of the Bro, nice what things, a, though. What a deal, though. She gets like 800k yeah. and free homework. And all she has to do is like sit what, there. What does she room. lose, bro? Nothing. Oh, well then she, she still fails though. So. Yeah. But no, that was one of the really nice things to watch was their relationship go up and down. I also love how, sorry, I love how happy he was when she wrote like a haiku. He's like, she's a fucking genius. Yeah. She wrote a haiku. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Honestly, <laughs> as soon as he reread it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a haiku or something. Mm. And because, you know, there's the stereotype of English teachers seeing things that aren't there. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, and that shouldn't be that that would sure, never put there sure um, just I thought like that was quite tr- quite realistic for an interpretation yeah like I remember in grade 9 10 11 it's like oh yeah. and you hear it all the time that, what does the sky blue mean everybody in class come on like, yeah. Yeah. and so she writes one thing and it's a haiku it was like but that was the best. Accurate. That was the best part. Is like it was terrible, but she was like, "This is this is genius." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because because she was honest. She was she was honest. Dude. And then he like wrote that email, and he was just like, "I want you guys to tell me something fucking true." Bang. Could you imagine yeah. like imagine writing an essay? Yeah. And it's just like the most honest thing ever, but it's like shit. And he's like, <laughs> "Yes, yes." Yeah. Look. See, I would do a better version of the menu, and I would just criticize the service <laughs> industry. And be like, "Bang! How about that?" With fucking people, with all their demands, who the fuck do they think they are? All these chicks come up to me asking for oat milk ice lattes. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my cafe. Dude, we, people when they eat the whole whole meal and be like, oh, that was shit, I would like a refund. You <laughs> ate it. Sitting there 10 minutes, like, taking photos of their meal. Eat your fucking food. Oh, dude, I could, I'm so glad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, no one I don't, cares I don't on Instagram what that. your fucking food is, man. I like seeing care. people like to do the selfies and shit oh. with their family. I mean, I don't disrespect them. I have this. It's like the when they just take the phone. All the time, time I talk about this to people, I go, "Who gives a fuck what you're eating?" The foodies, bro. No one it's gives the a shit. It's actually some a, people are into it's that. An, it's an industry, Nick. Oh, if you have that's those. a thing, man. Yeah, we're, I mean, dude, we're, we're, bloggers, dude, like, we're doing a film podcast. It's like there's people who are like fucking. It's just movies, bro. Yeah, it's like 100. percent It's just food, man. Anyway, back to sorry that ending with the um email sent out to his classroom turning yeah. his camera I think it was unnecessary I think you can already get the point of the film without him having to spell it out I, I wish really, it was funnier low key like I, they're all just like the whole movie is just yeah <laughs> they're all shocked you know, they're really reactive the best oh dude what the fuck well, <laughs> I can smell you then the, the fat phobic obviously we've just graduated and we went through the period of Zoom classes because of COVID. Yeah. What would our reaction have been in that scene? It would have been of like shock, right? Could you imagine? Yeah, well, and they that's the, thing, the, the kids really kind of undersold that. Yeah. They yeah. That's saw, what I'm saying. They, like, they, they look going. at this. They look at this guy and they just went. There was the one guy who was just like, <laughs> like I guess sure, sure you can kind of make the point that oh, they know him as a person without the face. Yeah. Putting the face to the person doesn't mean anything to them like they can definitely the person. Fat already, bro. oh yeah they can just yeah, but, like you can just tell I maybe just that, that's some bias but i yeah. just thought it was just too blunt at the end you spelt out the message of the film like too come on if you can't already get that from yeah. the other what hour and a half i think a lot of movies do that where they sort of like just tell you the point of the movie yeah but it's shooting itself you know, in the you know, foot you know that where that started i reckon like french new wave where it's just like they just have like a 
like a, some shit pop up and it's like this is the th- this is the movie yeah it's like what but the fuck yeah like we're taught from a young age at school to show not tell right mm-hmm. and i think they were doing such a great job of building up this theme this message's point mm-hmm. and then he goes just be honest hey man like come on it's ironic it's because he's an english teacher too and it's the english teachers who tell you to show not yeah tell. show not tell it's just frustrating yeah. well, isn't that interesting though that the whale kind of has the problem of telling too much and then uh, after sun didn't tell enough yeah it's like similar things yeah um no it was just like i loved everything everything to the end yeah i thought everything was great until the ascension and the, sh- and the tell instead of the show sure which upset me because like it was it wasn't that long a film it was just under two hours right mm. it feels like he kind of did, undid something was it like, even that long it was an hour 50 something like, okay yeah but it just felt like it undid some of the work that it did build up mm. um yeah but yeah i'm happy to give ratings now if we're good um, is there anything else for the while i think i think that should be about it i mean there was the symbolism of the black bird the raven and the, or the crow oh, yeah. that he kept feeding. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I noticed when we, yeah, so we said that, I asked time. you yeah, whether like, was a I was raven like, or a crow. And then I immediately got like, where are you going with it? Yeah, yeah, because like you look at it, he's feeding death mm. and then oh. it came back. And he's like bleeding it on right with Yeah. Having heart attacks and all that. Exactly. Like. He's contributing yeah. to himself. That's, that's actually good. I like that. And I did like that. And it just frustrated me at the end. And then the bird pissed off like the day that he died. It didn't come back. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. yeah. Alright. I'm happy to give ratings if you guys well, you can you go first. You go first, Marlon. I'm gonna give the whale a seven. Seven. Again, I'm the same on the seven. I'm the same. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, we're all agreeing. I think here. again, solid solid missed a few things. Yeah. 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 I Same thing with After Sun. I yeah. thought it was solid, but it just missed a few things. No, it would have given me a, like I would have given this a much higher rate. Yeah, for me, the next movie, not to say anything, but... Oh, yeah, okay, we get it. It's going to be good. Let's just do it. Let's get into it. So, I'll say quickly, I know Barry wants to introduce because he's kind of obsessed with this thing. (laughs) But none of us had seen the movie. No, not at all. And I picked it because it was my turn. It was the first movie we're picking, like, an older film for all of you guys to watch and kind of discover new movies and come along with us as we discover new things because, yeah, we hadn't seen this. Um, but this is a film from 1985 Bowie Brazil by Terry Gilliam yeah. the man the myth the legend yes. Monty Python Fear and Loathing yeah. he's an absolute genius and this movie is yeah. genius it's so funny it's honestly it, it's obviously I don't know I mean I guess it's pretty obvious if you've seen it it's a parody of 1984 Definitely. and I think this is far better than the book I think it is just so much it almost—it's a different type of sat- satire. It's uh, Horatio. But that's whatever. the thing. But it's, it's just so genius. It's—it's it's genius, but it's also like it's a satire, but yet it still manages to convey. Yeah. Serious. It does its criticism. Yeah. And like I think at the end, weird. you're like, damn. Like it's and it's so layered, man. Like it—it—I yeah. it, don't know. It's just so, to me, it just hit me, and I love movies like this as well. So it just hit yeah. me just where I wanted it to. Yeah. Be. I, as because I watched it first before either of you. Yeah. Yeah. I knew Isaac was going to eat this shit yeah. up. Yeah, like, exactly. I texted him, like, you're going to love this movie. Yeah. I just think but as well, it's probably one of the funniest movies I've seen. It's really With some of the stuff, yeah. The jokes are so clever. I um, I, I came out, honestly, with more questions than but I think, answers, though, which is a good thing for a film, I guess. But it makes sense. No, um, to me, honestly, it, it, it actually kind of I is pretty... I was going to say, with the kind of 
great comedic things. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that it's really well done comedically. Yeah, because I mean, if it wasn't funny, you'd be surprised. It was from this guy who co-wrote Monty Python, which is like one of the most Dude, iconic, classic. one of the most iconic classic comedy things. So did he co-write all of them? I don't know. I think he was in like a lot of stuff. Holy Grail. Holy Grail. He did amazing moments. And he did a. The other one. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Full Park. Full Park. I don't know. I don't know. And also, um, we. we, Marlon hasn't seen Fear and Loathing. I haven't. Fear and Loathing Loathing was, again, one of the funniest movies. Also based off a book that I'd seen. But interestingly, I saw a thing that said he hasn't actually read 1984. You're joking. He hasn't read it, so I don't know how That's he... That's great. It's, it's insane that's how great. well he managed to adapt it in a better way. Maybe that's what, Maybe that's a good thing he didn't read it then. Mm. Maybe that was kind of the plan. Like, I'll be honest, I haven't read 1984. No, neither have I. I haven't read it, but I know I most about it because it's like, it's one of the most popular, like, yeah, everyone it's, talks yeah. about it. Yeah, that's you know, definitely true. Taught in school. And you could definitely understand conveniently also, Brazil came out in 1985. I think yeah. I think there is a quote after, from, from what's his name the Terry year Gilliam, after that is like the 1984 is 1984 yeah <laughs> exactly I, um, which is I think is also true because I think the criticism a lot of the time it offers is a lot more current than what 1984 was oh absolutely. for example like you have all this consumerist shit which is like very today um, and like just a lot of other stuff I think is well, very more that's what I was thinking when I was watching it I get and I can relate in a sense to a lot of these things that I think his name is what is it Sam? Yeah, yeah, Sam, Sam Larry. Sam Larry. Sam Larry. What Sam's Larry. going through? It's the 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 numbness of the day to day repetition. Mm. Like, I felt that, and, and I love I love the, the like idea of just the paperwork for the paperwork and how that how inefficient a state that functions like that is. But that's like some of that stuff. Uh, I I super loved the first like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're like getting introduced to the world and everything, mm. and I loved all those. Like the, we'll talk about the dreams at a point, yeah. but him flying around looked so great. It <laughs> yeah. was like awesome. But his, his, there was that the scene him. where he first meets um, De Niro. Yeah, where where he like his thing breaks, and then these people show up going like, "You need a you need a a, a d- warrant d- 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 a warrant from the government just to just to open up your wall to fix like so." You know, and it was sort of like, could you imagine living in that world? Oh, no, well, and when I say I came out with more questions than answers, I think I, what I really mean is, this is a film that made me really think, mm. and I don't, I don't think deeply about every film I watch, but this was like, I'm it's, actually asking the questions mm, here, and I want the answers. It's like it's like, it's kind of crazy. You could say it's in the leagues with 2001. In terms of like so much thematic richness that oh, you, just, yeah. you just want yeah. to talk about it, you want to break like, it down. There's so much stuff to like look at and think about. And you could rewatch mm-hmm. this movie like five times and you'd still have stuff. I think to I'll talk never about. not love this movie. Yeah, I think, look, it's just so. I amazing. wanted to, I got a, few, I got a couple questions that I wanted to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the main one that I, that I think is interesting is do we think Jill which is his love mm. interest. Do yeah. we think uh, her in real life is the same as she is in the dream? And, and why is her character important? Like, Okay, I actually have an interpretation of the deal. This isn't related to the dreams. Okay. But in, I, in 1984, the love between uh, Julia and Winston, yeah. that's sort of like a symbol for like the rebellion against yeah. the society. And I think mm. that functions in the same way here. 
because mm-hmm. it's not till he starts his relationship with Jill or, you know, that he starts to break away from the society. I think she also sort of represents that breakaway. Like, for example, um, you know, like when he's at the restaurant with his mum and there's a fucking great. terrorist attack. He doesn't care. Yeah. No one cares. No, but, it then, happens all the time. but then once he's started the relationship with Jill and he's in the, the mall or whatever and it blows up, now he actually cares. I mean, in a way, it's because it's her, but I think that's why she represents this change in him. Yeah. Well, but I just, I just didn't understand... Like and I'm sure there must be a reason for it, but yeah, he he dreams of this the savior complex, this savior girl, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's he's dreaming of trying to save this woman, mm. and then he meets one who looks, I mean, she looks the same, but at least similar, yeah, or whatever, yeah, and it's does kind of the opposite effect. She kind of saves him from mm. the bureaucracy, mm. you know, which I thought was really interesting. I guess with Jill, um, what really not confused me, but I was like thinking of like, why is this this way? You see all the, the rich in this society, they're allowed to have the partners. But as soon as as soon as Sam has a partner, he gets swarmed by the police. Mm. Like when he's in the dream. It's also interesting Yeah, how, how how the rich how the like the rich <laughs> and powerful act within the society compared to everyone else. I thought some of the some of the I mean, like and I've written down just to written right yeah, yeah, down. Written down just to mention the use of practical effects was amazing. Mm. Oh, it looked the, so like, good. So I mean, the, the cover art letterbox with like but his mom's. Yeah. But that's that. Not only was that so well done, but that's so classic. Like the you know this modern age, the rich mm. like getting all this fucked up plastic surgery. Did I love like, like the acid. skin pulled back? And it was really the, the, like the, the dwarf guy who's like, um, oh, I use acid on it's way better treatment. And then this this woman just slowly just fucking. Melts. Melts, yeah. So good. Well, look at the. Oh, my complication had a complication. Yeah. The makeup artistry reminded me of The Grinch. And I know The Grinch is, what, 15 years later? Yeah, I can see that. But I think a lot of practical effects sort of looked at. I think it was pretty good. It was, it was kind of disgusting. But it, yeah. and it just it created this sort of sense of. It felt super alien, yet super realistic. Yeah, and it. it and, and Fear and Loathing does the same thing. Yeah. Like all the trip scenes and that are all practical, like all mm. the effects and all yeah. that. So I think it almost makes it more surreal too. Like if you have it really digital and so on, you kind of just feel like Nothing. this couldn't be my it's reality. Not yeah. But yeah. once it's like a physical thing, it's like that. It almost gets that uncanny look getting yeah. going. So that brings people. it into that yeah. surreal level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think obviously the main thing is control in this film. Yeah, I was going to ask, what um, do we think the ultimate message of the movie is? I guess I think it's a I think it's a criticism of bureaucracy, like especially yeah. obviously twentieth century, um, the, the role governments play in people's lives. Yeah, I think. but like I thought it was so the, poetic that at the end, it's his mate who tortures him. Yeah, yeah. like his work, and, 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 and he does it so like he's so indifferent about it because mm-hmm. you know how well like, he acts like well because like he you think he cares the friend but it's actually Sam having this fantasy as he's mm. been tortured yeah, yeah. and it shows that so sad he doesn't give a shit yeah but what's but maybe and I just thought of this now maybe the whole thing is um, the whole at the end this tortured fantasy maybe like the whole that's what all of the dreams are it's just like this tortured fantasy that in reality is not gonna happen because well, you see all this like him as a superhero yeah. but in reality he's this low scum 
sort of normal. scum. Well, isn't it? But I mean scum in sort of like he's just a nobody. He's, he's a just guy. this like yeah. random dude who's buried underneath a mountain of crap yeah. and can't See, get promoted. The thing is, well, he he could though. He kept refusing it because he doesn't want. He doesn't to want to be the way. Which is also an interesting point. I think maybe that's something to say as well about people not actually wanting to be the be something person. they just want to be themselves existing on the group yeah i um like initially straight away there's a quote when he's going into one of the big government areas it's loose talk is news talk mm. yeah that's so you speak out you're gonna get killed i also love how f- it's such so funny the way that he's like hitting the fly and that just fucks that that, that's great. the whole movie yeah. is great. it from the fly yes and i also that and that, that, scene that, actually, that is hilarious the whole bottle tunnel confusion and yeah. but that but that is so perfect in the sense of representing how just a nonchalant mistake mm. could fuck someone's life up completely. yeah and especially i think it i think it shows how a system like that where there's no plus how like shitty chance for deviation yeah and like so dodgy technology is yeah. Like, we rely on it so much, and we have this tiny error boom. Some guy he gets mm. killed, he dies, and it's well, like, yeah. Well, that's what I. What I think I how, how sad was. The, I mean, it's funny too, but how sad is the scene when Larry goes to the widow's house with the check, and he's like, "Oh, I've got a check for your yeah. husband situation." Yeah. And she's like, "What have you done with his body?" He's like, "Oh, that's not my problem. It's this person's problem." Yeah, that was a major theme as well, shifting blame between. <laughs> One of, the, one of the best scenes like funny scenes was when like their his office or whatever gets sent the bill mm. and they're all trying like we need to we need to palm this bill off to somebody else we can't deal with this like 200 dollar bill yeah. and everyone's just freaking out like, we need to send it away and it comes back and they're like we can't handle this bill like it's just how like actually pathetic it is mm-hmm. it's just great i think yeah. um again back onto the theme of control i thought that was a like a resemblance here to the nazis there was big gold statues in the government buildings with like this slogan truth will set you free well, I wonder if and there was high military police I wonder if that's just throughout. because in a sense that's just whatever, whatever the most stereotypical idea of what a totalitarian yeah. thing looks like but I mean yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I thought of especially with the bronze of the golden bronze statue the one thing that did confuse me the was, was the the actual layout of the city is so oh so yeah. confusing. But I think Could that's, you imagine that's the point. Though. No, yeah, no. Not supposed to know because the whole idea the is, is like there's all this fucking problems because of the way the system works. Like it's yeah. just an impractical world. But I imagine I living loved, there. I think one of the funniest and also one of my favorite scenes is when he gets to that new office and the desk is like stuck in the wall and yes. sharing the desk and then when the guy like, I thought that was great he goes over and he's like oh I want to use your computer and he's like oh a woman's involved <laughs> he's like, he can't even use, he doesn't even turn on the computer he's like oh it's broken oh, yeah. I guess um, like one thing is obviously this vents oh no sorry and then when he goes back to the other room he's pushing the desk <laughs> anyway, but no there's vents everywhere right vents yeah but aircon yeah yeah, yeah. So that's the thing that breaks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that is, like, I had to do my research because I—that's one of the questions I wrote down. Yeah. What What do the vents mean? Mm. And like, I guess it's similar in the sense to the pillars in his dream. They're confining him. It's the government being everywhere. Yeah. Right. All okay. The time. That's a. And so, you know, there's in the, one of the first dreams he has when there's the huge metal pillars, stones that like pin him down, right? Mm. Like, that's I guess an expression of how he feels in the real world. Mm. And that's mm. one of the main themes as well. And I think I just think like how it's written is so 
genius because they put a bunch of stuff in it that doesn't really it seems inconsequential like his friend seems inconsequential he's like oh his mate he needs help whatever Mm. and De Niro as well shows up whenever he has a problem Mm. he's like this is just random hero type just saves him but then that's why the ending is so tragic because at the end you realise De Niro never showed up Mm. never actually saved him at all Mm. and his mate is torturing him and doesn't care and all of that stuff and that's why it makes it so tragic I think and I think what Tuttle yeah. in the in the film is a symbol of is that sort of transcendence of society he's escaped the confounds or whatever mm-hmm. but I think obviously his dream at the end to me is symbolising that even Tuttle who is this figure who's escaped you know the society he, yeah. he can't really in the end because you see all the paper going on top of him and he's ultimately oh, smothered by was, it yeah yeah I really like that scene I don't know because obviously it's his dream it's sort of like his unconscious telling him like you cannot escape the society you're still within it mm. you kind of need to get out of this delirium you're in um, and again that's another thing is that in the end he has all these ways of escaping right yeah. but the only one that has ever worked and does ultimately work is losing his sanity that's the only way to get out of the society yeah. so um, no on the newspaper scene so obviously was it in his dream? Yeah, it's in his dream. Yeah, because so he's escaped he in his dream. Where like he falls through the, the yeah, that's the, what is it called? Sport one, it? No, no, the what, with the dead body in it. What's that called? The morgue. No, like. No, no. What are you talking about? Bloody, what? Are, what are dead bodies? Tomb. The, the tomb yeah. thing. Yeah, coffin, coffin, coffin. coffin. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, that's what we the coffin. When he yeah. he falls through the coffin. That's, that's how you kind of know it's but a yeah, dream. He he fell like onto the floor and then just the. Swarmed yeah, that was like, like I was trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh. like it's consuming it. It's just disappearing everything. And everyone's like looking. And at then him. he disappears. Yeah, I really loved that. And another thing I really loved was the set design. Yeah, it was cool. how crazy was that? Like, mm. I love seeing different directors' interpretations on a futuristic dystopian world. Also, um, in that scene with the funeral, mm. his mum obviously becomes for a little bit. He sees her as yes. as what's her name, Jill. Jill, Jill. yeah. Why? Is that an Oedipus complex bullshit thing happening oh, there? Or is that no, something else? I, I couldn't figure that out. I thought it was like... Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's because that's what Jill somewhat symbolises. I don't know. But I he don't clearly, he clearly has a very, um, we'll call it unhealthy relationship with his mum. No, yeah, no doubt. And, and, and uh, you, know, you know how we talked about earlier how in actuality... He, he wants this sort of saviour complex, but in actuality, Jill is the saviour for him. Like, it yeah. kind of escapes him out of the, the cogs of the system and he mm. becomes... The Matrix, the, the right? Matrix, <laughs> yeah. You know... Gandra Tate here, right? He no, gets, that's not. He, get, he gets out... Um, yeah, talk about not being politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, but then you have, you know... He, he clearly has this relationship with his mum and I wasn't really sure what he was trying to go for, like, what he wanted out of his mum. Mm. But I was thinking perhaps maybe he hoped um, that his mum could help him in some sort of way because she is super successful. Yeah. And, and why is she so... And that's, that's, why, that's why maybe he saw her as well, that girl. Yeah, her yeah. husband. Of course. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but but, he's, but she, he saw, you know, he's starting to realise that Jill is this sort of saviour type for him. Mm. And then he sees his mum... And perhaps, yeah, he sees Jill because he's thinking about he needs the saviour and he's been looking at his mum this whole time and now it's Jill. Yeah. And, oh, because they're both yeah. his saviour. Yeah. yeah. That is good. But, but, yes. but, but in actuality, 
Jill is his saviour. Yeah. Because and then you see it, that trans- she- it transforms back to his mum and he realises, fuck this bullshit. And, and he you, you notice as well, that doesn't that she die, the mum? No. Or just no. disappears? No, oh, I don't, no, I don't no, she just doesn't want to no, but, right? um, but you know how, um, how, how he finds Jill is ultimately just by chance? He actually doesn't find her. So the, the job that his mum gave him, mm. and that is like not, help, not helped him in that task. And it's actually what sort of sets him off into that path of you're fucked because he has all these jobs to do that he hasn't been doing. Yeah. Sure. So I think that as well helps to show that he, she was his saviour, but it was sort of in the end not true and it was Jill. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know, he's looking at her, you're my saviour, but it's actually Jill. Well, I think and then that fade, that like, yeah, you're, you're not my saviour. The, the more he tried to escape the system he was in, the further he got from his mum. You, you could see the distancing. Mm. And, um, and like, there is one scene towards the end where she's back for a split second and then gone again. And so sort of it brings up the point of the message of sometimes you lose what's closest to you mm. when you're looking for what you need and want. Yeah. Mm. Another, another interesting thing I, I, in the film um, is that a lot of scenes will be shot through, like, something covering up the frame, like they'll be talking through a hole or there'll just be something covering it up. Um, it's because there's just so much... Like just but it buried, shows... They're just buried no, by but, society. Yeah, it shows, A, how they're buried by the society and how that means that they can't really connect. Yes. There's something uh, always in the way. There's a barrier. I did want to yeah. bring up... I'm going to do it quickly. I mean, it shouldn't take long, but clearly we all liked the movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, was there anything we didn't like about the movie? Ooh, I do have a couple of things. Okay. Yeah, let's hear um, it. Because I only had one little criticism and I'll bring it up. Uh, I... Do you want me to say my thing first? Let's hear yours first. All I thought was, I thought it was slightly too long. I've heard, that's I've one heard of my things as well. It was slightly too long, and it, I think the part where it was too long is, and I started to get kind of bored, a little bored, is because I felt it took too long with the relationship between Sam and Jill. Because mm-hmm. he meets her, and he goes to that new department, and I was really interested, you know, the desk yeah. joke and whatever. Mm. But then, like... He's in the archives and all that for a while, and then he like has to get in the truck with her, mm. and that, that was a that truck scene. Was, that was like that scene. It was yeah. he's like he's like it a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good scene. It was really funny, but I was like, this is taking a while. I mm. felt like oh, it, it just took them too long to do stuff, you know. True. I'm just getting interrupted here. Yeah, we're, reco- we're currently recording in a in a library, so. Anyway, let's um, get back to it. So yeah, it, it was a bit long. That's one of the criticisms I have. I um, I also thought, and this is just like I guess part of the time period and the genre of the film. But I thought some of the acting was over exaggerated, to the extent which I, I, I it's definitely on purpose. Yeah, to yeah. the extent which I didn't like it. Some of it, I don't know. You see, it worked for me really well. Sam just like it was corny. Also, the the actor for Sam Larry. This is like a completely nothing point, but him, um. Who plays Jim in The Office? What's his name? Oh, no. Um, John Krasinski. John Krasinski, and there's someone else. For me, they're just like all like this, the same, same, like just from different time periods. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but something about the way they use their face is like just the exact same. I was watching that movie, and I'm like, this guy could be like yeah. redone with the guy from Look, the I'm not saying it was bad at all. I just thought it was a little bit too corny for my liking, and yeah. I get it was the style. I just. I it did. So it's. I mean, that, right with me. again, it's like with Monty Python, everything's so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess. I guess for me, like, it was like they'd written the whole movie, and all of it was funny. 
Like all every scene, yeah. it's not like no scene has no purpose. Mm. It was all funny, and they felt like they had the decision of they could cut some bits out mm. and make it a bit more refined, which I think would have made it a bit better. Mm. But they were like, none of this stuff, like this stuff, we like this stuff too much. Yeah, I we get want, it. We want all this stuff in the movie. And so they said, yeah. fuck it, we're just going to release this kind of yeah. longer. See, I was watching the movie and I was in the perfect headspace where I just was so encapsulated <laughs> with it. So like, where are you now? So like, even <laughs> if it was long, like, it sort of is like, I didn't really, when I was watching it, I didn't really yeah. go, oh my God, this is too sure. long here. It was just, everything to me was just, this is the world I'm in right now. Like, yeah, wasn't thinking about anything else. And I guess the last criticism I have and it's pretty small because most of this film was good or great. Yeah. Even. Um, and we'll get onto that in a minute. But I thought the score was so unoriginal. But I always think that's kind of on purpose. If it is, I th- I, I don't I think because it's sort of a parody. But yeah. I also love that the main theme song. I think it's the like, that... Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Like the thing Brazil is, though, awesome. like I could definitely see that as a criticism. And you haven't seen Fear and Loathing yet. Yeah, I have not. Vegas. But like that movie has some of the most incredible use of music, mm. like licensed music and original music as yeah. well. And for me, I just don't think Terry Gilliam would have had some mediocre shit yeah. in it unless it was for a reason, which is okay. why I kind of think about it. I definitely, yeah. yeah. And when I think about it now, I, I've likened it to Star Wars and Superman. Well, the Superman score. Wait, elaborate. Oh, the score. Oh, yeah. not the film. Jesus, no, okay. come on. That's like, that's like, that's like, that's like that is a really interesting <laughs> point. That's <laughs> no, 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 I've likened the score to the Superman and Star Wars scenes, which have obviously come out before. Yeah, yeah. And I think if he has done it on purpose, maybe Star Wars is an example of like with the Imperial March or something, the control theme aspect. Yeah. But I did, as Isaac said, I did like the lyrical song Brazil, sure. which does bring me to a question. Do we think the title Brazil has? Why is meaning? it Brazil? I couldn't figure that out. Is there a meaning? I had no I'm idea. gonna search that up. Because Brazil, I had no idea. Brazil as a country itself, it doesn't really have any. I, I can't think any links. Like, no, is it something to do with the Amazon and like the ideal versus what no reality idea. is? Or because that's just a question thought, I had. I just as I was thinking like this movie's whack. We're calling it's it. It's just Brazil. apparently it's named after the song. That is. I don't it's a good song. So was the song written for the film, then, or was it already a song? But what, what would you call that movie? There's no title. What would you call that movie? 1985. Is that, that's what you call? Honestly, it? I mean, no. I that's what, I was thinking like Brazil. Why? Brazil always works though because it's so ludicrous to name a movie just Brazil, Brazil. that has but nothing the, to do with Brazil. And then look, it's, it's got us talking so about it and wondering why. Yeah. yeah. When there is no I, I remember starting it and like. Is that great shot of the TVs and then it blows up. Mm. And then oh, that was the black and it, and it just, does the twirl of the Brazil logo and I went, yeah. Damn. Damn. You know how the movie's on Disney Plus? Yeah. For some reason my oh, Disney Plus was just for Australia. In, it was just in Spanish. So I'm watching <laughs> Why was it Spanish? I'm watching it. I'm like Dude. I'm just like assuming that I it was supposed to be I didn't I was watching the scene, I'm like yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh I'm not joking. I was interesting. I was three and minutes then, in. And then and then like, what the characters start talking and I'm like, there's no subtitles, I think. Yeah, and then I, I check. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. The fact Disney that it's still just, just screwed but the up. fact that it's still just you can get the message and you're not even like knowing the language mm-hmm. is yeah. so good. I yeah, don't, yeah, I don't have so Disney Plus, so I did watch it on a streaming service. What? Excuse me. That. Oh uh, wait, no. What? What streaming service? Huh? No. But um, <laughs> um, so that didn't happen to me. But that would have been a bit of a wig out. Oh, dude, it was so why. random. I'm sitting yeah. there like, oh, 
right, it's in Spanish. And because it was called Brazil, I didn't even. Yeah, question. I was just like, but don't they speak Portuguese? They speak Portuguese. Anyway? Yeah, I mean, well, I, know, but but I don't know what Spanish. I don't know what Spanish sounds. In I don't know what Spanish. So to me, it just is like foreign language. It, I didn't realize yeah, it was a foreign language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and then I, yeah, it started talking, and I went, <laughs> "You have the inverse." I mean, the thing that it was dubbed so well. Yeah, I had no idea. Well, you have the reverse, I guess, with some totally legal streaming services where it films in a different language. Yeah. And then it, like, is supposed to be in English yeah. and it just throws you off. So I can imagine you guys, like, this It was a fun way to start. That yeah, it's interesting enough as is without trying to watch it originally in another yeah. language. Um, and so, do you guys have much more to say about Brazil? Um, or no, I don't know. Can I sum up and lead on to the... Yeah, we can sum up. I'm good. I, I think, I've, I've, I think well, I've said everything I'd like to say. I, um... Like one thing I've De Niro was amazing. I don't know if I if we said that. No. It was really he nice was seeing him so in a different little, sort of role. Not in that much, and just so good. Every time he how good's the scene where he's like taken out from the sewage and he's put it into the air? Yeah, that was great. And the sewage just yeah, I, so, I just yeah. And the noises that um Larry's making, he's like oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, Jill showed up and he went, we should probably leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing I do want to talk about the humor. Come on, guys. Some of that was amazing. Yes, especially. <laughs> Should we spoil the joke? Uh, I, th- I know what joke you're about to say. And it's like, I when you see it in the movie, movie though, yeah. it's kind of so good. I don't think we should then. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I do want everyone to go watch Brazil for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. I want them to go watch everything. But it, it involves just... There's just this joke. It was hilarious. It's a sort of line that you, your mother wouldn't like. No. You'll, you'll, you'll understand what we're talking about kind when you see I it. I want on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine you walk around the city with that shit? With Sam Larry's face. Yeah. So you'll, you'll, you'll see us on the podcast next month, guys, wearing one shirt that says this line. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, if we can find it, we'll put it on. <laughs> no, if we're not, if we're we're not going to talk about that, then I might just That's summarize. That's our first just... Oh, we got to do ratings. Yeah, we'll yeah. But I'll just summarize one final point. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty on the nose. Oh, nose again. So be different and be yourself. That's the main thing I took from it. Um, yeah, yeah, Brazil. Yeah, because otherwise you end up in in a society like anonymous. Otherwise you're going to get tortured by the police. Like what you're doing. <laughs> and you hear so many complaints about this in the world today. Is people don't do what they like. Mm. Yeah. So that's just that call. Yeah. Um, to me for like, gold, I, guess. I was talking me working one of coals. One of our friends. Um, I mean, there's no point really mentioning his name, I guess. But uh, he was saying that one of his uni like professors or teachers or whatever was complaining about how unfulfilling her casual academic life has been. It's like. <laughs> You chose that career. Yeah, get a different job. Yeah. Be yourself, guys. Yeah. Um, you clearly don't want it to want to do it. So I might start off with my rating here because yeah. I think yeah. mine's going to be the lowest. Really? Okay. So, uh, well, four out of five for me or eight out of ten. Eight. Okay. Eight. What were you going, Bally? I'm going a nine, bro. You're going a nine? Yeah. See, I'm torn because I'm torn between eight or a nine. Mm. I kind of... I feel like at the moment I'm actually going to give it an eight. Okay. And I'm just... And only because I feel like I need to see it again just with the pacing. And if the pacing is a bit better than, like, on the second watch, it'll definitely be a nine. It's, yeah. like, close. There was time when I was watching Brazil give where I was going, this is one of my favourite movies ever. Like, do, you think it could be a, do you think it could be a ten when you watch it again? Maybe. Yeah, that, I think if, if I watch it again and it's, like, like I gave better, Fear and Loathing it has to be a ten. nine. And See, that, Fear and Loathing is a That game. is definitely... Fear and Loathing is something that I think, again, on rewatch, could be yeah, fantastic. I'm really probably going to watch it. You guys talk about this like it's it again. the Holy Grail. I need to watch it. It kind of is. It it's, is. It's, it's absolute gold. It's just um, like... And because I've like now read the book, when I think about the movie as well, it's just yeah. such a perfect adaptation. It's like literally 
as close as you can get to the book. Yeah, my, my dad always talks about how similar it is. Yeah, and just the relationship same. between Johnny Depp and Hunter Thompson. Yeah, th that's why it's also amazing, is because like they were like really good friends, and his acting is like spot on. Yeah, it's almost like I didn't realize it was Johnny Depp in the movie until I was like, "Who's Johnny Depp playing in this movie?" And I searched it up. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Exactly. <laughs> in summary, everyone should go watch Terry Gilliam yep. movies. He's yes. a genius, bro. He's um, made some good stuff. And on the topic of movies, it's a movie podcast. The topic of movies, Marlon. I know. Thank you. Um, who would have thought? Next month, I'll be recommending the movie Fantasia. Oh, David oh, Hare, James Algar, came out in 1940. Walt Disney's third feature film that is what yeah. I'll be that is interesting I wouldn't have expected no, that yeah. it's an 83 year old film yeah and honestly it's been on my watch list for ages I've I've seen seen it, and I've never seen it I haven't seen it either no none of us have seen it okay so I think that'll be a great point I think that's interesting as well because it's end off with animated yeah, yeah of course yeah and, and oh, we might be able to talk about Disney like next exactly. episode see yeah. I don't oh. have Disney it's Plus like an hour so I've shot myself Disney. in the Yay, Disney. We love Disney. We love Disney so much. Disney sponsor us. <laughs> we need it. It's not like we created this podcast just to oppose Disney. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like stop watching Disney products. Yeah. Watch real movies. Of course we love Disney. I mean Who doesn't, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> who didn't love Ant Man three? Oh god. Dude. Oh, wait. The Rise of Skywalker. Longest Wait, did I hear a podcast dedicated to that movie alone? <laughs> Whole episode on Ant Man Three. Well, so Fantasia. So um, we'll have a new episode next month Yep. Uh, where we'll talk about Fantasia and we'll mm -hmm. also be reviewing a bunch of new movies coming out in March mm -hmm. if you want to know what those are you can check our letterbox which will be in the description yep. because yeah, I've, I've put those in the watch list you can go see all it. links for our socials it. will be in the description for the yeah. YouTube video of the podcast unless somebody forgets <laughs> in which yes. case we'll be reminded but yes. 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 then it will we'll be, be added later it'll be added post-production everybody yeah. at the end of the day You'll find it. You'll, so, find, uh, you'll find it. You'll, you'll go where you need to go. Well, good stuff. Well, I'm, uh, that's I'm about it. Yeah. yeah. I hope you all enjoyed our first episode. Um, yeah. It's I had a inaugural yes. FAPS, FAPS podcast. Yeah. The Film Appreciation Amazing. Podcast, guys. That's right. FAPS. That's, of course, what that is. Follow our socials. Check us out. And um, have yeah. a lovely time of day. Wherever you're listening. Go watch some movies. We'll see you next time. See ya.